Hey everyone, I had a quick announcement to make before we start this podcast. I wanted to let everyone know that if you were interested in watching the video version of the podcast, you can head over to Spotify or download the app to watch the video or just listen to the audio. Spotify video podcasts are available to watch on desktop and mobile devices for free and premium users. So if you want to see our mugs while we chat about the things we chat about, head over to Spotify and give it a watch. Otherwise, the audio version is available on all platforms. Thanks, everyone. This week's episode of Say What You Mean. Are you are you pointing? To <laughs> point the at the audience, dude. Cross point. Cross crossfire. <laughs> Say what you mean, 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 mean. I'm Jake, and I'm Jeff, and this is our second week with video. And if you haven't watched on Spotify, well, I guess we're not doing video anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think? It was cool. The numbers look pretty good. I think I was happy with. The amount of people, because there's different analytics for those who do watch, and yeah, I don't know, made me happy. I haven't even gone over that with you, but we will, we can. Um, but it was cool. I liked, I liked, I liked video so much so that there's this other podcast. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of it, Knuckle Draggers, mm. but one of their hosts was like, "We have to do video too." So mm. I think they started doing video. Does he dance on it while he's doing? Dude, that dance video of him is probably the greatest thing ever. It pops up every now and then, and I'm just like, I can't believe how much I love it. Mm-hmm. But also, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. I love it. So, Dimitri, I know you're listening because he listens sometimes, but I love that video. Anyway, so if you watch, it's free. It's free. It's free to watch. You don't need a, a Spotify account. So just, <laughs> and, and, and maybe I should go over these instructions real quick just because there's some oldies in our audience but one of the listeners was like i tried to watch it on spotify and it didn't work so i gave him step by second step instructions on on while we we're playing xbox he opened up the app he clicked the episode and he's like yeah I, I don't see anything and it was dropped down to the bottom you know the little the play bar at the bottom so you can continue looking mm-hmm. it was down there and if you click on that it goes to full screen and there there we are Hey. There we are. So if you just did that and you're now seeing us, welcome to video. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. Did you take a look at it? I did. And? I liked it. Yeah, yeah it's pretty it was, cool. It was cool. It was a different way to consume it for sure. Yeah, I like it. I like it. And, you know, I was I was look, watching it when we were going through the books and stuff. And it's like, there's visuals. Mm-hmm. And for all you visual learners, we could, we could bring maps. True. You can, <laughs> and you can see me on. You can see Jake eating chocolates. Yeah, which you, he hid very well through the audio, but we busted him. We busted. By the way, I, I came in looking for those chocolates. Did you? Yeah. I think they're right over there. Are they right over there? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's all right. Yeah. I ate a. I stopped by the gas station on my way here. I I originally I need I, this. I, originally I pulled up. Uh, I pulled up to your house and I was like, I don't got it. And so I'm like, I need caffeine. So <laughs> I drove to the super sketchy Seven nope. Eleven, uh, just right wow, over the corner. What are you trying to say about my hood, bro? <laughs> you look like it's weird where you live. Fine. Yeah. You go over like two blocks. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Dude. I'm like, hey, we should go for walks. Jen's like, no, no, <laughs> let's no. And I'm like, you'll be with me. I'm OK. I'm not. I don't want to do that. But, oh, what a week. Not really. It's actually been pretty chill. How do you feel about Fridays? Favorite day of the work week for me. Really? I don't know why. Hmm. It's my favorite. Oh, see, I don't like Fridays because it's my late day. So what, oh, what, yeah. What that means is that with at our job yeah. is that uh, you have one day where you have to work the lobby. Mm-hmm. So you get the people who come in with... General questions, comments, or concerns. Yep, very general. And uh, so you can get it's a it's a real box of chocolates. I forgot it was your late day. Of course, you don't like you it. You really don't know what you're getting. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It can be as simple as somebody needing a replacement social security card, or somebody 
uh, asking a question about when their Medicare is going to start. Yeah. To, it's it's it, all it, over. Yeah, you get a lot of homeless, right. uh, which makes it. What's your favorite difficult. day of the work week? <laughs> I don't have one. You don't have one. I don't like the work. I don't oh. like work. Does anybody like work? I mean, honestly, like, as a concept, work sucks. So therefore, I any know. any day that you have to do Say it, it ain't so. isn't good. I will not. It's go. not. It's not a good. It's just. I mean, I do I dislike my job? No, not at all. Yeah. I have to work, and if I'm going to have to work, there's much <laughs> worse places to be at. But that being said, I don't want to work. Well, and then you experienced, you were right there in the heat of my first time being frustrated at this new job. And I was just ranting and going off, and you walked away, and I stood up and took a deep breath, and I said, I'm not in trucking, I'm not in trucking, I'm not in trucking, I'm not in trucking. And then I walked away. And then I came back to my desk, and the coworker who sits next to me, right across from me, right in front of me, he goes, "So how'd it go?" And I go, "You're only asking because you knew it pissed me off." <laughs> and he started laughing, <laughs> which I, I appreciated. I mm-hmm. thought that was pretty funny. But yeah, I mean, nobody likes work, but I've done worse work, mm-hmm. so that's that's my barometer. Yeah, is this the worst? It ain't the worst yet, so. We're, we're all right. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the worst work, this is something I was going to talk to you about. My last job, that place is cursed. Cursed, you say? Not only are people dying. Dying? Multiple people died since I've left. So did they, like, steal the gold coins that are cursed? They must have. But I, they're not like living skeletons on mm. a pirate ship. I'm glad you caught my. Or I'm glad you caught my reference. A freight truck. They are dead, and there had been enough like cases of like heart attacks or spouses dying when I worked there, to, to for there to be like a running joke of I have to get the hell out of here. Hmm. Like this is not good. Since I've left, and, like, other people have left, too, and I, I always, like, you know, I message some of the people that I used to work with, and I'm like, uh, did you hear about so-and-so? Yeah, they died. Thank God we got out of there. Hmm. And that was one instance, and then I heard that two other drivers were found in the yard, which is this massive plot of land where all the trailers oh, are. Oh, that job. I thought I was talking oh, about the courthouse. No! Sorry, I forgot I worked at the courthouse. <laughs> Fuck that place. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot I worked there. Sorry. Ver- thank you for I was going just chronologically back Yes, in which your is history. accurate, which is 100% accurate. You're like, holy shit, dude, I hope I don't have to go change my name or something. <laughs> Um, no, the trucking company. Sorry. I thought, so when I was saying I'm not in trucking, not in trucking, that's where I was going. But mm-hmm. yes, I did work at the courthouse for like six months, met one decent person there and then left and never came back. That same decent person who's getting a shout out right now. He 3d printed me that R2D2. So cool. Shout out Joe. Love it. Love you. You're the best. Um, at that trucking company, everybody's dead. No one's alive. Is it just, I mean, all right. Yes. Nature of the job. Yes. Is no, you would think so, but like it's a dangerous industry, trucking in in general. Well, yeah, you're on the road all the time, and no, everybody seems to think semis are blind spot. Like semis are spaces they can merge into. Yeah. Or people cut them off. All oh, the- I encourage you to do it anytime we're driving together. The people who <laughs> cut off semis are like, dude, I'm like, you guys are this guy. I do it to you. I tell you all the time to do it. I know, but. <laughs> I, f- I feel really bad for trucks. I feel really bad for truck don't, drivers. Don't. They're all cracked out on drugs and hookers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what? Say it. No. One of our one of our greatest <laughs> listeners is a truck driver. Who? Isn't Jesse Osborne a truck driver? No. His brother Jason is. Oh. Jesse works for like water treatment up in, I don't know if I should say that. <laughs> Some, somewhere north. <laughs> somewhere north. Up in, up in could be south. Or west. <laughs> Anyways, he works in water treatment. So, but okay, yes. that's right. Okay. Yes, one of so. the one of the Osbournes works. Yes, in so I can shit on truckers. Um, but that brother definitely doesn't list, listen to us. I would be surprised. We're game all the time together now. Oh, well, I guess he did yeah. start coming back. 
I always win him back, baby. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he, uh, anyway, so no, but in all seriousness, like to, to what you to what you were getting, I go ahead and say it about the nature of the job. What were you oh, thinking? Oh, just nature of the job. You eat like shit. Why? It's super stressful. Why? Why do you eat like shit? Why? Because I think you need fat. You need something quick because you okay. you work so many hours. Okay. Yes. You yes. Don't, you don't. You what? Probably an average truck driver day is what twelve hours. Yes. Okay, so by the time you get Five home, 12s. you don't feel like cooking. Yeah. Uh, by the time you get home, your pro- your wife is probably, if you have a wife, probably yeah. already in bed. Yeah. And if there's anything what left, what if you have a husband be- or, or whatever <laughs> spouse? <laughs> Sorry to assume. I'm just going to assume that yeah. most truck drivers are straight or serial killers. Yeah. But um, definitely. I I just I couldn't. I would imagine that it doesn't lend itself. It's already hard enough to eat healthy. When you're just you're an adult with a job or a and life, you have a life with any and you, type of obligations, and you have kids and yeah. stuff like that. Like, and then you throw in the fact that you're working 12 hours a day and you're constantly on the road, yeah. like you're just pulling through something, getting something fast and eating it. Yeah, you get it. it you can even say this is going to be temporary, and by the time mm-hmm. three, four, five years are now down you're the road, dead. like. You're dead. Yeah, I mean, and it's not a. It's not. Yes, it's a tiring job, but it's also a job that you spend idle a lot of time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's sedentary. Just, yeah, but you're also like so. There's a lot of sedentism between you know drops or traffic mm-hmm. or whatever that looks like. But then you have to crawl out of the tra- tractor. Then you, you say you have a set, which is two trailers. Now you have to break them up and crank the crank the landing gear down so then you can disconnect from it and Mm -hmm. then you go and deliver one trailer then you come back you drop that one same process you're cranking the thing there's so many meanwhile they have a guy named jeff calling them saying where the hell are you yeah go pick this up go drop that off uh but that just causes stress no well i try not to rush (laughs) but there definitely is in that industry what the f are you doing and why aren't you done yet Mm -hmm. come back here and do more bitch (laughs) like that's what it's like Mm -hmm. so Yes, I'm glad that you, you know, someone who hasn't worked in the industry, you hit every point about how unhealthy and toxic it is. You are always on the road. You are always looking for something quick and fast. And say you haven't slept or say you're exhausted from a 12-hour shift. And when you get home at 7 o'clock, your kid wants you to spend, I don't know, quality time with them. Now you're getting up again. X amount of hours later, you're exhausted. You're pounding energy drinks like. It's just a cycle of gross. So, yes, but people are dying left and right from that job. And there's this weird phenomenon that's been happening in the yard where two people, I guess, at this point, and this happened to somebody when I worked there. She was found on the ground, like almost unconscious, like just laying there like had no idea where she was there did was, she survive yes there was no evidence of her hitting her head or anything she was just like all of a sudden just whoosh, just dizzy and 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 disoriented and just a mess hmm. and she was fine later after that but I have p- people I know who still work there, and two drivers were found disoriented in the lot, completely like speaking, like talking about random things, and completely disoriented and not making any sense. They just snap from exhaustion. I don't know. What what was there an ex- any sort of exit interview with this woman like when you were there? Or oh, was there any sort so. of investigation? Or they just were like, "Oh, you're good." No, See she you tomorrow. Went, I think she left in an ambulance. Okay, but then she was she back driving in a couple days. Oh yeah, and they don't tell me anything, so I don't know. Wow, that's the industry, dude. And we're putting those people in massive. They're right next to you. Tractor trailers. They're right next to you. I think about that all the time. Driving down the freeway. Working in the industry with those people that I worked, I'm always looking at trucks like, I know who's in there. (laughs) Like, I don't know who's in there, but I know who's in there. Mm -hmm. And I don't trust it. Well, and how many of those are, I mean, I know in your job, like at your company, they're hired employees. Yeah. There are a lot of- Contracts. Like private contractors. And- that could be 
a whole other slew of issues. There's one contracted company. You've seen the name a million times. Not going to say it because I'm not trying to get sued. But it is. there's Facebook pages dedicated to their crashes, their side swipes, their mistakes backing up because they'll give a they'll give a license and contract to anybody and half the time these people don't really know what they're doing they'll have their license but they're like baby fresh and they'll just sideswipe anyone or crash into the dock when they're backing into it and the and company can just yep private contractor we're not yep. liable that's yeah. crazy yeah Ugh. anyways that's what i want to talk about today that's all i had <laughs> that's crazy that was just the fear of death at my last job that's crazy that people are like You've had three cases now of the same disorientation. Yeah. Yeah. It's super freaking weird, dude. I wonder if other trucking companies are having similar stuff. I don't know, man. I also wonder about like the lot in which the land is. I guess I probably shouldn't say that. Never mind. Fuck it. I'll say it. I didn't say the name yet. But if you listen to the backlog, you'll figure it out. <laughs> I guess that plot of land is under some like pollution oh they're gonna say ancient indian burial ground no <laughs> dude it's for real and all the animals are cursed <laughs> oh they're all getting attacked by birds um no but i guess there's like some like like uh some sort of sewage or pollution underneath the concrete slab of the giant yard mm. and that land is they're unable to sell the owners of that land because the company doesn't own the land. They lease it or whatever. Sure. It's in, they're unable to sell that land because knowing that if they do and then they break it and try to break it up, they'll discover this giant ecological disaster. Oh, I don't doubt that. Yeah. I'm sure there's so all maybe sorts of that stuff around. There's something. In the water. S- something in the water that's really making them crazy. Maybe. I don't know, dude. I'm just glad I'm out of there and not not dead yet. I mean, how many ecological disasters are just kind of just covered up? So many. So many. I know I know a lawyer who was involved in this ecological case um against a pretty big like you would know them. I'm not going to say the company or who they are. You would know them. And it's pretty big ecological impact in the lawsuit and it's just like things you would like so specific on 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 the impact it has on the environment you would never even think about it but these Mm -hmm. like these companies just get away with shit yeah well i mean all of the the mining companies oil companies the environmental impacts of their yeah there was a lot of comments on did you see those whales that came up on the shore in Oregon? Yeah. The big sperm whale? Yeah. So there's a big sperm whale, and this morning there was a, a baby sperm whale. Oh. Yeah. So, another... It was probably, the, might have been the calf of a... Well, oh, I didn't think about that. Maybe. But, like, people are talking about, like, uh, farm runoff. Oh, this is what happens in our oceans and all that stuff. And, like, mm, I mean, like, that's something to consider as well. But I think with the calf, it was an, a case of uh, stillbirth. Hmm. Yeah. Because I guess this is too early, and it was dead sure. and washed up. That was a big-ass whale. Yeah. I, uh, Kylie and I and the dogs came up on a beached whale. It was very, it was small in terms of whales go, but it, there was one um, all the way down. Yeah, Cannon Beach. And instead you of, saw one? Yeah, it was on the- it Dead? Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, did you cry? No, it was you very- It had It had been dead for a long time, and oh. that smell- was oh my god that was bad really it was so bad liken it to something anything try (laughs) a mix give me a mix of smells well i mean okay so think of docks in astoria yes during like crabbing season okay um and then or like at low like at low tide yeah and then the smell and then think of that of like a (laughs) And then mixed with, oh man! And then mixed with like some sort of like outdoor shitter. Okay. Yeah, it was yeah. just so just gross, rough. dude. It was, and you could, you could smell it for a hundred yards in each direction, if not more. Wow. It was. Wow. So and this bad. was south of Cannon Beach, you said. Well, if you park at Cannon Beach, uh huh, and then um, to it would be. 
probably south of Haystack Rock. You'll by never about believe three or this. Four miles. You'll never believe this. What? I'm not recording the video. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Technical master. I just hit start recording, <laughs> so you'll get 20 minutes less of video on the Spotify. <laughs> but if you're listening on Spotify, the cool thing is, is I'll just have blackness on the audio part, and then at some point, you'll see our faces. <laughs> <laughs> I am a complete fucking moron. Mm. Anyways, continue. well, not because of that. Yeah, not because of what just happened. There's a multitude of reasons. Continue. I can't believe I did that. All right, go ahead. Oh, it's just a really bad smell. <laughs> it's stinky. They're dead. Like the dead. Um, yeah, dead whales. No, no fun. But dead whales, no fun. But that's it's sad. That's like it's, it's so it's, sad. It sucks that because you know whales like big just ocean creatures in general yeah. are super vulnerable. Yeah, just um, big old. Puppy dogs. And we, the United States does a really good job of trying to protect those, but yeah. the sea is the Wild West. Mm-hmm. Like, as soon as they get into uh, international waters mm-hmm. or they get into the waters of a foreign country that does not have environmental protections or yeah. game protections on stuff like that, man, it's, uh, it's, it's, really depre- it's really depressing. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, people were talking about, like, so when I saw that first dead whale, I was like, oh, no, like, this is where it starts. That was my first thought because of, like, I don't know, man. I think if, like, if we're really that concerned about climate change and we're really seeing if, like, it is serious, as serious of a threat as people predict it, it is continuously growing and growing and growing to become. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine that there's not a day where... All of these dead creatures just end up on our shores. Yeah. That's sad. And it's like it, at some point it's going to be too late to to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know, man. I mean, there's a lot of every, – every time I feel really depressed about that kind of thing, I go and look at certain things that are being done. And, yes, uh, it's – very hard to get a government to do anything about right. its ecological about its ecology and its own borders let alone trying to get a collection of states to act on regional issues and then get the global <laughs> community of independent 210 independent nations to work towards a common goal it's damn near impossible yeah. right on a glo- like on a global scale but there are a lot of people, individuals, organizations, uh, nonprofits, mm-hmm. who are doing tremendous, tremendous work. Yeah, but and is that a drop in the water? No, I mean, it is. It is, but there's a lot of really cool technology out there that yeah. is. What comes that to hopefully, mind? That hopefully, what's one of the, because one of the biggest, <clears throat> one of the biggest reasons why you hear politicians not want to invest in climate like in climate change mm-hmm. poli- like enact climate change policies is because associated costs right so if technology gets to the point where the cost becomes less i think you would you will see more people more countries more mm, governments be more willing to yes uh, take that risk because yeah. right now the the suckers payoff of yes a nation hand tying its own economy relative especially when you're talking about major powers mm-hmm. in geopolitical competition with each other ham like handcuffing your own economy when you're trying to combat Chinese expansion mm-hmm. in the around the globe yeah you can see why a country would naturally be so predisposed to not want to go down yeah, that route. Yeah. Right. In the short, because short we're short term, term we're short, yes. we're so short run focused. Yes. The, because if there's no planet, then you're well, just, and then, then and that's the, that's the downside of, of, uh, of elected officials yeah. who have to constantly be campaigning for reelection. Yeah. You are more short term focused yes. because yes. you as an individual are self, 
most humans, yeah. majority, 99.9% mm-hmm. of humans are self-interested and there really is no natural altruism. Mm-hmm. So you are going, you want to maintain power. Right. Even if you think that, okay, well, I want to do what's right once I get into power. Mm-hmm. And you think, well, what if, and then you start thinking, what if I lose in my, like me mm. capitulating on certain things, yeah. doing half measures is at least better to keep <laughs> me in power because I'm better than my alternative. Those are the mind games that people Sh- play, absolutely. right? Like, so you can say it's not necessarily just completely nefarious or people just are saying F you to climate change. It's right. just, there are so many associated costs and risks with <sighs> going down that road, both at an, like a, at a geopolitical level, but then also at an individual level and right. a government level. So politics and, but the, I think as technology becomes available, and this is what I wish people like Elon Musk were focused on instead of like ransacking ransacking Twitter. Dude, He's also fo- calling for uh, Epstein Island list to be released. Dude, fo- go focus on something <laughs> worth your talent. <laughs> that guy is a genius. Yeah, in his specific area, you don't of- need talent if you've got money. Okay, but he has both. <laughs> Does he? He's in a very unique position to actually affect real change, it's and not he's like more he invented Tesla. I okay, but he's got. I mean, he has Starlink. He's got. Okay. He became the richest human being on the planet for a reason. Sure, sure. Like I'm not saying is he Albert Einstein? No, no but he is. He's not dumb. He's kinda, right. I think he's dumb. He's dumb in certain areas. <laughs> he's dumb because he's not. A country is dumb. Like so, say like right, right there, right? It's like a, you could say a country is dumb, but is wealthy mm-hmm. when they decide that when they decide to focus on things that they are not good at. Okay. Your economy, it's what in economic okay. terms, it's yeah. called comparative advantage. Yeah. You focus on what you're best at, and you maximize that because mm-hmm. it costs you the least amount to make to to do what you're good at to get the most because amount. you have your for whatever reason multitude of reasons that's what you do best and then yeah. you trade you trade that because it's lower cost of development yeah. for stuff that it's more expensive for you to make mm-hmm. but cheaper for somebody else to do sure his elon musk's comparative advantage is in come is in cutting edge technology mm-hmm. like not in running twitter or getting in political spats what are you doing, dude? That is a waste of your time. That is a waste of your talents. And that is a waste of the immense wealth that you have if you truly wanted to affect change. Yeah. Which what, he says he does. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It has always seemed and felt like that his goals were to affect change. But then somewhere along the way, it's, that mm, seems like it's changed. Which is unfortunate. Yeah. So, Elon Musk aside, there are a lot of... Um, there are a lot of nonprofits groups, and yeah, other groups that are doing good work. Um, mm-hmm. In Southeast Asia, there is an inventor who's come up with a way of because one of the biggest problems with trying to rid rivers of trash in Southeast Asia is the accidental catch of uh, of aquatic life as they're moving. You can't really move nets through because mm-hmm. it's going or like have nets that you put into the stream to catch the trash because you inadvertently kill a bunch of fish at the same time so they've they have i'm not sure how it it works i watched this clip on it Mm -hmm. but it's this um basically this trash catching mechanism that works in different layers and then it i don't know in rivers yeah in rivers and it is the the amount of trash it it is taking and deep polluting Mm -hmm these Southeast Asian rivers is mm-hmm. tremendous. Like they're seeing oh, cleaner, wow. the cleanest waters they've had in decades from this one invention. Yeah. So yeah. I think as that kind of stuff becomes more obtainable, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when stuff is the initial cost of inventing that stuff is super high, but right. once it's been made and becomes repeated, mm-hmm. the cost per unit goes down goes and then down, hopefully yeah. that can be sold um, at a great, at greater quantities and the, mm-hmm. and the cost drops. There's other companies like there's one in the U.S. called Four Ocean, which mm-hmm. does this great work of um, picking up trash in our in our oceans mm-hmm. in estuaries, uh, getting rid of micro micro microplastics. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean I I, just, I, I think that um, as 
disheartening as it all is, we can still take solace that there are people who do give a shit and are trying to work towards mm-hmm. it, regardless mm-hmm. of whether it's a drop in the bucket or not. It's yeah. at least it's it's at least better than nothing because even if you don't believe that man is creating climate change to the ex- is affecting you can say okay well i see that the i can't deny the numbers the earth is warming but to what extent is human activity causing affecting that it, yeah. and to what extent is it is it becoming irreparable mm-hmm. is human activity making it irreparable you can you this I'm gloom and doom. You, you can, you can, <laughs> right? There's, there's, there's areas for argument within that. Mm-hmm. But I think you can, I think we can all agree that whether on the macro scale of climate change is debatable, mm-hmm. pollution, <laughs> trash in our rivers, yeah, the garbage patch. In the middle, in the in the middle of the Pacific mm-hmm. Ocean, because of the way the the gyres work yeah. and, and currents, is trapped an island like of an trash. island of trash in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, that nobody seems to f- want to fix because it's an international water, so nobody has like real jurisdiction Ugh. of it. Um, we can all agree that those are worthwhile goals and worthwhile. Mm-hmm. We can mm-hmm. spend our money to because you can point to a bunch of trash in a river and saying that's human activity. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, yeah. And that all that all directly does affect us. Yeah. I think there's like there's I know there's studies out there and I don't know any of the numbers but like measurable amounts of plastic in our bodies as humans due to consumption of mm-hmm. just the way that the cycles of the waters are. Absolutely. Ooh. I went to the zoo. You did go to the zoo. When's the last time you went to the zoo? I uh, well, the zoo lights count. When's the last time you went to zoo lights? <laughs> well, uh, not this December, but the December before last. Okay, but, but none of the animals were out, so I wouldn't say that counts as going to the zoo. Then I would say it was pre-pandemic that the last time I actually oh, went wow. to the zoo and saw the animals. So I've gone during. There's a ton of construction. There's been a ton of construction pre-pandemic. They started all this construction. I remember the primate area. They were talking about like this huge primate space they were going to build. I pulled out an old uh, family photo album that's, you know, behind the curtain. And um, there was all, all these old pictures of, of me as a kid at the zoo. Dude, how sad were those animal exhibits back then? So the zebra one and the giraffe ones are pretty much the same. Yeah, they, those really haven't changed. Yeah. And those were I felt like those were good yeah. for their time. Which is and are interesting. Still okay. But like the primate one? Terrible, dude. Dude, the chimpanzees in their like little cells? Mm-hmm. Have you seen it now? Uh no. It is amazing. They have like three giant spaces inside and outside. Really? Just massive massive Hmm. huge open spaces climbing like you can climb you know 30 40 feet in the air like it's massive Hmm. it's huge i'll have to go check it out it's so cool so in the chimpanzees like there there's like food up in the in the on the ceiling Mm -hmm. in a vent they're dropping food and like bell peppers and the the chimpanzees were coming all the way up to the top and grabbing the bell peppers but they're also coming through the side vents so you know keeping them stimulated and stuff wow super cool but I don't know if you remember, but last year, the orangutan. Yeah, he passed away, right? No, there was the one, the female had a baby. Oh, okay. Oh, we saw it. Really? Oh, I think it was a female. She was so cute. And she's like, she was up on like the, so mom was up on this ledge and she's just sitting there on the ledge <laughs> and the little orangutan's just chilling next to her. And then the the little one. She's just like hanging on. There may be 15 feet in the air on the ledge. Mm-hmm. And the monkey, the orangutan's not monkey. Uh, she's hanging off. The little one is hanging off, dangling over. And mom's just chilling. Like, it's so weird instinctually how she's just like, all right, you're, you're, you're okay now. Right? But then the little 
little orangutan goes upside down, and she's like, all right. She gets up. She's like, no, and just grabs it and brings it in. Mm. I'm just like, whoa. Like, just there's a limit there for mom, right? Mm -hmm. Dude, animals are fucking weird. People are weird. Just animals in general are so weird. Just this instinct of safety and, like, okay, you're pushing the limits there, but, like, let's come on down. Mm -hmm. Um, One of my favorites is polar bears. They redid the entire polar bear. That's good because the last polar bear exhibit was yes. one of the ones I think of when I think of oh, sad. Oh, it's massive. Massive. How many polar bears do they have? Three I saw. Okay. Yeah. And they're outside and huge and have like this huge mound with like these tunnels they can go into and a whole inside like mm. safe space where they can take be taken care of. That and makes me happy. There was like a huge like section where it, they clearly just dump a bunch of ice and they just play in the ice. Massive. That's and then, cool. like, one of the first changes that they made were the elephant exhibit. Mm-hmm. And the elephants, like, huge, massive walking space on the far side of the zoo. Then on, on the close, like, the and towards the entrance, there's this massive pool. The last time I went, which was about a year ago, was in the summer. And they had all the elephants in the pool swimming, like, doing shit. Like, diving underwater and, like, catching food. And it was so cool. Um, but Did you then, see the leopard exhibit? Yes. How big is that one? I don't think that's changed. Wait, leopard. Leopard. That's on Africa, like the mm-hmm. North African, like the the African side by the tigers? Similar, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it hasn't changed. Still pretty small. Yeah, yeah. That's depressing. <clears throat> but they've done all, they've redone all of Africa, though. So there's like this... Dude, have you seen the spotted dogs? People call them hyenas. They're not hyenas. They're spotted dogs. Mm. Big fucking idiots calling them hyenas. (laughs) Yeah, dumbasses. (laughs) Get a zoo key and figure it out. No, just read the fucking (laughs) sign. How much time do people put into these making signs? How much of a flex was it when you were a kid if you got the zoo key? It was such a flex, dude. But get this. So I remember, great point, huge flex. You'd see these little rich kids come by and Mm -hmm. put the key in. Motherfucker, I guess I'll just stand here and wait for a key to come by. I know, I didn't get a Zuki as a kid either. No! So my brother, he he has a zoo pass. He goes all the time with the girls, and the girls have Zuki's. And we went one time, and they put the Zuki in, and kids, being obnoxious, snap it and break it. So my brother was like, oh, we we went to my parents, and he's like, yeah, the girls broke my Zuki. Well, as you know, my dad's a machinist. So he's like, bring me one. He made them metal Zookies. No kidding? Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> and that... I think they're aluminum, so they ain't breaking, but they're they're st- they're light and they're sturdy. Talk about using your talent for good. Yeah, for children. Creating and zoo- ripping off free the zoo. <laughs> free Zookies. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that is... Okay, they need money to pay for those better exhibits. Yes. But still. But I just said he has an annual membership. Yeah. So he's paying that's the a, dime. That's a... That just feels like the whole Zuki thing yeah. is such a like cigarettes for kids thing, like marketing oh, specifically yeah, yeah, to yeah, kids. Yeah, but for knowledge, dude, you want a little extra knowledge? Why don't you fork up a few dollars? <laughs> and it's not even about knowledge. I don't even know how many kids l- listen to what the Zuki. They don't. They put it in there it's and run off. It's all about just having the key because mm-hmm. you're flexing on the other kids around you. Poor kids. <laughs> Just shoving the poor kids out of the mm-hmm. way. What is this thing? Watch it. I'll show you. And they run off. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, reminds me of the Dudley dirt of the first Harry Potter. Yeah. Where Dudley is like pushing everybody around. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought about that when we were there because um, there's like this alligator room where there's a alligators and armadillos and stuff. And it's like I thought about that the snake and that you mm-hmm. know they have the, the boas in there and stuff but the zoo is dope as shit and how do you feel about zoos do you think zoos are a good thing do you know that this zoo is one of the top zoos bringing back the california condor from extinction extinction that's cool there are a lot there a lot and they're a bunch of them are pretty young but they were near extinction mm-hmm. and now there's like a few zoos around that are bringing them back and really impacting the numbers and releasing them into the wild. And the Oregon Zoo is one of them. They're releasing them into the wild? Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. And if you ever get to see them at feeding time, mm-hmm. check it out. Yeah. They bring out this giant deer carcass and they all just go to town. That's badass. And watching the kids watch it is the best. Mm-hmm. 
I've seen buzzards in the wild, like oh, okay. feasting on stuff. Yeah, but yeah. Never condors. Yeah. So I mean, I think from a conservation point, they're great. Yeah, I mean, as long as I think the U.S. zoos have done a good job of switching from entertainment. Yes. Of of bridging the gap and I think threading the needle in a good way of between conservation and mm-hmm. education mm-hmm. slash entertainment. Yeah. Right. Cause you have to have both in order to make money. You has to, it has to be entertaining. Yes, absolutely. But I think the main goal needs to be conservation. Yeah. And I'm glad that you, at least U S zoos mm-hmm. seem to be going that direction. So with the elephants swimming in the pool and stuff, the whole time that the trainer is making them go underwater and go and find fruit underwater and then like splash in certain ways, they're talking about stimulation and what it does for the animal and the benefits of it. And in the wild, this is also kind of the behavior that they would be doing and mm. blah, 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 which is great. That's all learning, right? But I went to the Corpus Christi um, Aquarium when I was in Texas mm. and massive, massive aquarium. And they also have a bunch of cool ass animals like sloths, which are like one of my favorite animals of all time. And I got to see them. They're so cute. I don't know. I was long. But they had like dolphins there and they had like a full blown like dolphin show. Hmm. And that felt more commercial than conservation. Well, you've heard the whole thing about was it blackfish with like how mm-hmm. uh, killer whales were treated at uh, SeaWorld. SeaWorld. Yeah. 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 So when I see that, Sure, maybe it's an aquarium and they're actually really doing mm-hmm. but here's a way to imp- intertwine some entertainment for for money, right? Because mm-hmm. you have to pay to see yeah. that show. Um, but it did feel a little, again, commercial versus conservation. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard because in, in Africa, right, they're some of the biggest conservation areas mm-hmm. are the hunting preserves, the hunting safari preserves where yes. people – pay to come hunt the animals that are maintained the animal populations that are maintained by these private companies mm-hmm. who are given these like land grants from the host country from the country that once they're in yeah um and the majority of their income comes from white <laughs> from rich americans and europeans mm-hmm. coming down there to live their safari dream with their big guns and their shooting and their fish hats, in a barrel and then they they go out and hunt. Yeah. And I mean, there are some that are more geared towards hunting. Others sure. are just literally, uh, you drive out. There it is. There it is. Shoot it. And then Take a whole bunch photo. of, a whole bunch of African people who are hired, like ranch hands do all of the work. Oh my word. And then you just go back to the, <laughs> you, know, you go back to wherever. And yeah. You don't want to get, you got your, your picture. You get to, you, you spend uh, $10,000. You QR code to get your picture. <laughs> yeah. You, <laughs> you send uh 10, you spend $10,000 importing the head back in yeah. so you can put it on your wall. Like it's so odd to me. Cause I, I have met a lot of these. I've met a lot of safari hunters in oh, my wow. time working at fishermen's. Yeah. Knowing guys who have run those, like, have been, like, the U.S. liaison for some of these. Like, connecting them. Yeah. Yeah. So connecting people in the U.S. to hunting opportunities yeah. in New York, in Africa. But without these preserves, because those preserves also hire their own bodyguards to protect their herds from poachers. Mm-hmm. And when you go and you buy a Gemsbok or a Kudu tag, mm-hmm. they they manage the herd so they're mm-hmm. not being overhunted. Mm-hmm. You're taking ones that are like either ma- uh mature bulls that mm-hmm. are like past their prime and are past like breeding age. Mm. So you're they're not killing the younger the younger bulls or yeah. feeding like uh reproductive age yeah. females. So in a way the killing like the hunting and harvesting of these animals yeah. that are would otherwise be close to extinction from exploitation and uh, poaching. So it's kind of the, I feel like it's almost kind of the same way with zoos. Sure. That you have, without zoos, the condors are dead. Yes. Why? Because of human activity. Yes, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) But it's not like, (laughs) exactly. but... Species have died out all the sure, time sure. throughout before humans, yeah. but for ecological reasons, 
food chain reasons, things that like yeah. natural evolution <laughs> of an ecosystem, not humans completely disrupting the balance of everything because of our incessant need to dominate, dominate, get like have wealth far outside of our necessities. Yeah. Gross. So, as we sit here in a room filled with trinkets and yeah, talking trophies, about in a podcast, trophies just from our from our from our thrones. Shame on you, human beings! <laughs> <laughs> I went to the zoo once. I mean, there was. I mean, there was, I, I bought a zoo key, so I'm doing my part for conference for conservation. Uh, I'm sorry, you're too poor to buy a zoo key. <laughs> I'm doing more to help the elephants. Than you are. Here's oh my zuki peasant. God. Listen to. <laughs> oh, you can't afford knowledge. Step away. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh God, I did not expect to talk about all that. <laughs> yeah, but that was what I was thinking. Is like it's all like impacts of human of mm-hmm. human activity, and then we're like, oh shit, we got to fix. So this. we broke it, and yeah. then we spend a lot of money on fish and game. Like on government intervention to fix our problems, yeah. or at least maintain it, so these we can somewhat coexist with these populations. There, there was some event I think on the Oregon coast about like going and finding like certain types of rocks. I can't remember what the event was. My sister was telling me about it, and then you know that people are posting in the Facebook group about going and getting these rocks, the quartz maybe. I, I'm not sure what agates. Agates. There you go. And there's this whole event, and then somebody from some landlocked state comments on, like, why is this even regulated? And it's like, "Mm." and I don't want to get into that whole conversation of regulation for sustainability, but, like... Uh, That's a a facepalm. That's a (laughs) facepalm moment. I had one of those briefly. Yeah. Yeah. there was this couple who biggest poaching scandal in Nebraska state of Nebraska history. I was mm-hmm. reading about it in Field and Stream, which by the way, highly endorsed Field and Stream as a publication. Jesus, Jake. What? Uh, let your nerd flag fly, dude. No, Field and Stream does a fantastic <laughs> job. Field and Stream, I love it. Field and Stream is amazing because they do their writers don't pull punches yeah. and straight call out the toxic nature of mm. of certain hunting practices that yeah. have become popular mm-hmm. in today's media driven hunting. That's cool. Where it's like, why are you ta- why is why are we for instance, why are we uh uh glorifying these long these long distance shooters it's like now mm. like back in the day hunting used to be you got close to your Intimate. like you got close to your to your prey in its natural environment and you made an ethical shot and you killed it like that's yeah. something to celebrate as an art as, as like as kind of like not really an art but mm-hmm. as like a skill yeah versus now people are like buying like spending t- thousands of dollars on these rifles yeah. and technology is able to range find specifically like the distance that the animal is and taking these sh- these shots at distances that animals are not evolutionarily adapted to be able yeah. to like they can they have great noses they can smell you if you're within like even if a, you're like getting close so you're getting, getting close, close is a skill great eyes great yeah. ears for Senses. the proximity yeah. in which they're normally getting hunted but now with today's technology you can sit on one ridge and shoot a shoot a deer at a thousand yards yeah. like they're not the the animal stands no chance there and then <laughs> so then that gets uh those kind of shots by people who are well How accurate who are, are well trained people who are good are good yeah but the problem is most of the people are not those are not those people. Yeah. So they go out and they buy those guns, but they're not they don't have one, they don't want to spend t- they don't have the time to spend to actually hone the craft. Yeah, right, get good at it. So they end up you end up wounding you end up wounding stuff, right? And it's just it it increases the likelihood of of wounding the animal, losing the animal. Um so it's just like promoting these unreal these unrealistic hunting practices. Yeah. So I love Field and Stream for calling that out and they did a great job of calling out um People who, because there's now because of how, with like anything, media ruins so much. (laughs) 
uh, I still blame the like duck- social media. Well, no, yeah, just that like television and just and television um, putting because everything you got to you have to kill something in order to get views. Yeah, Pixar didn't happen. There was the the biggest hunting scandal or poaching scandal in the state of Nebraska was this couple. They're mm-hmm. called the Bowmars, and mm-hmm. then they're like they call themselves like the king and queen of bow hunting. Mm. They were poaching at a ridiculous level to get all of this footage for their videos and then sell it. Right? These yeah. people are not like traditional hunters. They just got into it because it's a it's a cash cow. Oh my! God. And you put your wife in skimpy clothing, have her shoot Camo. a bow, and going to these high fence, like these high fence reserves, or um, hunting in in times you're not supposed to be hunting in, shooting way over your limits. Yeah. And they got caught. Good. And yeah, Ooh. it's great that they got caught. But yeah. I found this comment. I found these people in the comments saying the government shouldn't be regulating this this at all. What I choose to do in the woods does not affect anybody else. What they do in the woods, and I'm like. Dude, think about that. If these people are out there poaching, mm-hmm. and everybody else decides At that they're going, numbers, and everybody else yeah. decides they're going to start poaching, there are no game left. No. Just historically, look at population levels of different game Beaver. throughout history. Beaver, perfect, yeah. right? Uh, Driven to almost extinction in the yeah. continental nor- in North America. Is it bison. Bison. Yeah. So you're telling me that nobody else affects each other. Yeah. In a in a world of not finite outside, of dude. infinite resources. It's just <laughs> it's the same thing. Like, why is this even regulated? Yeah. Because humans will in ine- will inevitably yeah take more yes than what they need yes. That's just our, I mean, that's just ultimately a pattern of behavior that transcends time. So having regulation is necessary. Yeah, it's our own human nature that requires us to regulate ourselves. Yeah. Dude, but it's just the, the whole anti-government. Yeah. Just, it was dripping with this anti-government. Oh, yeah, I'm like, sure. Anything that's government, it's just anything that is government regulation is bad for the sake of it being government regulation, you regardless of to, any law, any other logic. Yeah, you only get to do what you're enjoying because of that regulation, jackass. <laughs> jackass, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, just real quickly, I I did want to talk about um, Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Biden time. It's Biden time. <sighs> All we're, right, hit me with it. We're Biden time for Biden time. Uh yeah, so some classified documents were found. Six, I think. I think that's, that's the last so number far. I read. Um, at his home in Delaware and at his office in D.C. Um, from what I read, his lawyers were—I think they were moving spaces or something of that nature—and I'm not sure. Maybe his lawyers were going through the documents or something, and they found it. And notified the authorities mm-hmm. that he had these classified and documents. And then, from what I understand, correct me if I'm wrong, they immediately turned it over. Yes. National Archives didn't have to come beating down his door to get, no. to get these and documents. So they found them, in the, I think, in the office first. Mm-hmm. And they were like, we should make sure there aren't any more. Went to the Delaware home, found them, turned them in. Yep. Now, the critique here, and I, get, I see what you're doing, and I'm, I'm with you there, because... Trump didn't turn them over, right? But in in we're going to be called out as being biased and not sh- and you know not adequately holding the Biden Biden to the same standard that we would for Trump. That's not what I was doing. Yeah, it was. Hmm. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but you were talking about there, there should be consequences absolutely. equal to I know, the I know that. equal to <laughs> what he. What the but, crime that was committed, or but without impression. saying that, nobody knows that that's how we feel. Not no, no, I wouldn't say that. I would feel that most of our listeners, I would hope, understand that if if there are consequences for this, and there, after the investigation is found that these consequences are deemed acceptable and necessary, you should you should receive those consequences. Mm-hmm. But. I was also wanting to know what is the difference here, right? It, because there's going to be a difference. Because you're looking at two vastly different human beings 
who led the most powerful country in the world. And they are so polar opposite in the way that they operate things. And the one thing that you mentioned was that Biden and his team turned over those documents immediately. Trump did not. But the one critique that I think that is is hanging over Biden's head, I want to know how you feel about. All of this. So the 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 office documents were discovered prior to the November midterms. But so were the ones at his house. Nobody knew about the ones at his house publicly, and he didn't admit to them publicly until after the midterm yeah that's shitty politics yeah yeah that's shitty politics but is uh, it's the same thing we, it's the same i mean okay he is very guilty of this <laughs> he's played him and obama played that game with benghazi right before mm, yes where yes. they went out and put Pushed a false narrative that yes. it was the video. It was, there was a video that was posted mm-hmm. by a private citizen that. Yeah. that started this spontaneous riot mm-hmm. in Benghazi that ultimately over that mm-hmm. ultimately spilled into violence at the U.S. consulate. Yeah, yeah. false. Yeah, completely false. Mm-hmm. So Biden has a very poor history mm-hmm. of putting a political expediency above. Mm-hmm. Um, the truth sure. around election times. Yeah. So, shame on him. Yeah. Yeah. And I hope that there are legitimate. I would hope that there are going to be legitimate investigations into it. So it sounds like there is. Well, yeah, because it, it, um, Merrick Garland yep. has already impo- appointed a special counsel. Yes. To look over. Yes. The investigation. The investigation. Yes. Which is the right thing to do because it insulate it insulates the investigation from any sort of political meddling by the attorney general who was appointed by the president that's being investigated. Yes. And the overseer of the that investigation was appointed by Donald Trump, which I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. I feel like there's a there's a multiple things I feel right, but I would say that on the on the um, what is the term I'm looking for? Um, all of these agencies that the Trump administration had spent four years undermining the FBI, the CIA, the Justice Department. I feel like there's a concerted effort here to show you and the American people that we have a job to do, regardless of party or politics, or personnel. The law is the law, as the last guy said, mm-hmm. uh, and we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna enforce that. Well, rule of law is a bedrock of, of, a right. self-government, of self-governing. Yeah. That theoretically nobody is above the law. Mm-hmm. In practice, does it always work out that way? Nope. Absolutely not. Yeah. But I think the idea and the fact that we try to uphold that as much as possible mm-hmm. Is what is one of the main reasons why we still have a we still have a, a functioning mm-hmm. democracy at this point. So, from what I've read, coming back early, is that most of these documents were accidentally in these locations. How so accidentally? I don't know, but I that got me thinking about the nature of. I I, I have a hard time buying that. Do you? I have a hard time buying that classified documents. I could buy the DC office, okay. but your home in Wilmington, Delaware. Yeah, I don't. I don't buy that those accidentally got there. Okay, so I'm, to what I mean, purpose? Is, do we you, do? I mean, yes. the only way I could. I mean, we don't know enough. Sure, sure. Right. So We're there are things called skiffs, mm-hmm. which are um, essentially secure zones where documents can be taken mm-hmm. outside of already hard. So you have you got your places where documents U.S. government documents mm-hmm. are going to live, right? Right. White House, mm-hmm. Pentagon, government, sure. actual government buildings, mm-hmm. and then there's things called skiffs, mm-hmm. which are like um, temporary, safer, secure locations, secure locations yeah. within homes mm-hmm. of 
the president and mm-hmm. the vice president mm-hmm. or the secretary of state, mm-hmm. high-ranking government officials, mm-hmm. because there's not going to be there's going to be times where important information is being brought to them and they can't go to like it's time sensitive. Yeah, they can't get to the White House in time. These documents get yes. brought to them. Yes. Okay, they're on vacation mm-hmm. or whatever. It's mm-hmm. late at night, so they go into the skiff and those documents remain in the skiff until they can be properly transferred back to national archives mm-hmm. or to a government building so yeah. if there was a sk- if there was a skiff at biden's house yes then absolutely those should i mean you could see how they could have not been properly like, lost in translation mm-hmm. may have not been pro- may not have been properly sent back mm-hmm. in time while he was vice president right we don't i don't know right that. right right that was one of the things about Mar-a-Lago. Mm-hmm. They were saying, well, there was a skiff at Mar-a-Lago. Okay. So maybe that was, that's why they didn't get returned. Mm. We know that to not be true anymore. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if that's a legitimate... We, we just... We don't know. Right, right, right. But I have a hard time buying that they just accidentally... I don't think he was purposely keeping them for keepsakes. Sure. I think it's negligent. His son-in-law is not getting billions of dollars from a foreign government. <laughs> I think, but I do think it's neg- <laughs> I do think it's negligent. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's the same thing with Hillary Clinton's emails. Mm-hmm. It was negligent of mm-hmm. her to be using a private server. Yeah. As a f- government official. Yeah. Even if she was or wasn't passing along classified information yes. on that private yes. server, it's still negligent mm-hmm. for a person in that in their position. Yeah. And is that. And there is such thing as criminally negligent. Mm-hmm. And that is what the investigation mm, will determine is going to determine. Yeah. And we have what's called a House Oversight Committee, which is empowered to investigate the current administration, gives the legislature power to investigate the current le- administration. Mm-hmm. The, ch- the GOP chair mm-hmm. of said um, committee, committee mm-hmm. said that during the Trump documents scandal said it's not worth Congress's time to investigate has now opened an investigation into Biden's document scandal. And then when asked by Jake Tapper, why he feels that it wasn't worth the government's time, the Congress's time for Trump is now, but is now worth it. He proceeded to say, well, we don't really know what type of documents Trump even had. But yet we somehow know what type of documents Biden has. Yeah. I don't think we do know. I think we do know. We don't know exactly the documents that Trump had, but we know the nature of them. Yes. So if you're calling Biden has shady politics, sure, has played shady politics and he oh, has his yeah. whole career. Yeah. But please spare me. Mm hmm. The critique of that, if you are not also critiquing mm-hmm. Donald Trump, yeah, critiquing the how the the oversight <sighs> committee chair, yeah, for his use of the same type of politics and manipulation and sneaky and dirty and mm. well, I'm hoping, and I hope. You know what's funny is I can't help but think that this level of negligence. I, I just see the 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 shit rolling downhill and affecting everybody else in the federal government as far as classified information and the it, the instituted steps that are made to protect that at all of these other levels because of that action. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? For sure. Hopefully there's some sort of check because of what we're seeing in the presidents of the United States, mm-hmm. because clearly there's a, there's something happening where people are negligent and not keeping track of these documents mm-hmm. that these people are having access to. Yeah, I mean, it's the nat- So obviously, not all classified documents are the same. Mm-hmm. There's different levels. There's different. Of classified, mm-hmm. as we we've discussed this on, I'm not going to rehash everything because yeah, yeah. I don't remember all of. Go the listen to the whole catalog. I don't, I don't remember every <laughs> type, the names of it, so yeah. I don't want to sound like an idiot and make it up. So I'm just going to talk generally. Mm-hmm. Not all classified documents are the same. Right. Some are way are top secret. Some are top secret because, like, top secret is a level of classified. There's right. different levels to classifications. Some have human intelligence. Some have 
um, our human sourced intelligence. Yes. Those are much more. You're going through all of them. And you said you just weren't going to do <laughs> I don't that. remember the names. <laughs> I don't remember the names, okay? So I don't want to sound like an idiot. But like the human sourced intelligence yeah. are much more highly tracked mm-hmm. by the National Archives mm-hmm. because of the sensitivity of how not only the information itself, but mm-hmm. how we got that information yeah. because that could put lives at risk abroad. Yes. Those are the type of documents that National Archives knew were missing mm-hmm. and went to Trump to find. To mm-hmm. find. The fact that these documents were, what, at this point, 10 years old mm-hmm. and National Archives didn't know they were missing yeah. tells me that it's not as sensitive of material yeah. Yeah. as... And that's not an excuse. No, no, no. It's no, still classified. No, yes. They should not Absolutely. have been outside of a skiff and they should definitely not have been left in drawers mm-hmm. in your own private residence. Mm-hmm. You and I would be perp walked out of our place of business, yes. uh, our place of work, yeah. if we were to found members of the public's personal information at our homes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yes. And it's as well we should. Yeah. The fact that the President of the United States has classified documents just sitting in his desk mm-hmm. drawers, mm-hmm. but they were locked. Stop. Stop it. It's not okay. Yeah. But not all things are equal. Yeah. And I and I get so annoyed. It's, Fox News has a point okay. that there is and has been mm-hmm. media bias towards, especially in the Obama era, mm-hmm. towards Obama. Yeah. I've noticed it and I still think that it is prevalent. Mm-hmm. However, Republicans, the most annoying thing that conservative media does is that constantly is saying stuff like well they, there has to be some like everything has to be equivalent yeah yes if, okay and that this bias to fairness mm-hmm. is so annoying because if i don't have as equal of a reaction yes to biden's classified documents mm-hmm. yeah okay scandal yes. as i did to trump's yes therefore i am in, then therefore i am biased yes that's not true right because there are stark differences between mm-hmm. the two of them. Yeah. If Trump had turned those over when he was first asked by the National Archives, we would have, one, never heard of this. Yeah. And two, he wouldn't be under investigation because yeah. they would have them back. Right. All of this would have been swept under the rug. But yeah. the fact that he decided to keep flipping a bird <laughs> to the National Archives and was like, I'm keeping these for God knows what reason. Yeah. We can only speculate. Yeah. There is, and we know the types of documents that were being held in boxes Mm -hmm. at Mar-a-Lago, which is a tourist destination. Yeah. (laughs) There are, there is reason to have a disproportionate reaction to these two seemingly, or I guess Mm. not equal things. Yeah. They're similar, but they ain't equal. Yeah. Very different, very nuanced between the two. Damn, you're good, dude. You should go to law school. Nah. Nah. You got another dream you're following. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that's it. I'm sorry I screwed up the recording. I'm the worst. I'm used to just hitting record on the Mm -hmm. audio, and now I got to... We'll get a whole thing down. It's... It's a... We've been doing this for two, three years. It's muscle memory at this point. Almost four years. Yeah. Holy So don't... uh, (laughs) Don't be too hard on yourself. Well, I'll try to get up as soon as possible. And thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And we'll talk to you and see you guys later. Okay, bye. Bye. Say what you mean.